This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. Good morning, listeners. Good morning. Good morning, James. We are, what's today, the 19th, son? Two days from the shortest day of the year. Shortest yeah. daylight. Yeah, it is. That's what you are. The day is 24 yeah. hours, I know. I meant daylight. Before you correct me, Ben. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, 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 I'm making my coffee. I, I, I broke the rule that I said I wouldn't anymore. Oh, we're good with that. You know, that's part of you. Now, I'm going to try to, you know, you can never, you can never cause a rant when you want one. All right. <laughs> but, but you remember when Ben, it was most, it was the most classic rant we've ever had on this podcast. Ben, ben and, and Big Jim have had some really classic ones. But Ben went off and rightfully so on the fact that we now have a, a Supreme Court justice that can't tell me what a woman is because she's not a biologist. Um, as Ben said, that's ridiculous. He used better words though than I did. He used yeah. he used colorful, ludicrous. He used colorful, Balkanville uh, metaphor, not metaphors, colorful language. What's that? Yes. Well, so isn't it just about as bad to have a pope who? doesn't understand <laughs> God can't bless a homosexual marriage he can he can bless the people but not that homosexual marriage I, I, am I wrong is that simple no that that's wrong when the, when they have one which is part of the oldest dominant and prominent religions in the world when they go to when the the head leader gets there and says, yeah, okay, I'm homosexual marriage. I'll, I'll throw the holy water on you and basically you get to go through, I guess it'd be the same as him just saying, okay, here's here's the baby baptism and we're going to go and do whatever. But, but when, the, when the Pope comes out and they don't understand it, biblically that's wrong. There's something seriously. And, and I don't know if it's just the, I don't know, it, is it for political reasons or is it just that that's the, our screwed up, the, the, how screwed the Pope up is we have now? Well, let me, let me say or, this, whether I was gotten lucky or or what, when they picked this Pope and I saw he was a Jesuit and from, at the time, communist Argentina, I went, oh, hmm. that's not good. Big Glenn, what is your take real quick? Well, <clears throat> It's nuanced. Um, he <laughs> said <laughs> basic. Well, you ate. Basically, what what the Vatican is saying is no. He did not say he bless a union between homosexuals. He said he would bless their. Uh, here, hell, here's how he put it. Ultimately, a blessing offers people a means to increase their trust in God. 
the documentaries that he put out. The request for blessing thus expresses the nurtures and openness of transcendence, mercy, and closeness to God in a thousand concrete circumstances of life. This is no small thing in which the world we live in. That was interpreted to mean by many that he blesses the people wanting to seek communion with God and come closer to God, but that the he also went on to say the church is not um, endorsing marriages between a man and a woman only. Okay, I, so, I, I I don't see his distinction though. You're saying that he's just blessing these people because they people need to be blessed. Yes, if they're seeking the Lord, that he's blessing their seeking the Lord, not their union. Okay. Um, no. Go ahead, Ben. I mean, I, I've got something to say on it, but I'm no hurry. Well, I can, I can, I can understand that. But if he, but my problem still is, is he blesses someone that he knows is openly gay, but they say we're getting married, and still him blessing the, their lifestyle, and that's where I have a problem with is it'd be like you know blessing a satanic lifestyle someone to say says I'm a Satanist you know, well bless you you're, you're good just keep kind of working toward God but I know you won't, you're not going to do it uh, well I'm, I'm not uh, an expert on the Catholic faith by, at all now I do know a, a bit about it but, and I have read their canon law and, and the Catholic church has what is very similar to our Louisiana uh, civil code written very very similar in, in style and order, but you got to keep in mind what it does and doesn't mean here. The, the, um, what the Pope, the Pope is the head of the Curia, which is sort of what we would, we would kind of consider to be in civil law. We would consider that to be the executive branch. They enforce the laws. So, so this, this, um, this, Dicastro for the doctrine of faith. They call it different things. Vatical doctrine, doctrinal office. You'll see it called that. That was started during the Inquisition, 1500s, and its purpose was to enforce Catholic dogma and laws. They, it's, but, but they can't. That that doctrinal office can't make dogma or set what the what the what the doctrines of the church are. That's all set by the magisterium. Magisterium is more like a either it's it's kind of it's kind of um, a legislative branch, but it's it's going to feel more judicial because the God writes it. God writes the doctrines. All they're doing is interpreting and giving an official interpretation from Catholic standpoint. So the magisterium is who controls what the doctrines are, and then the the um, the Vatican doctrinal office is responsible for enforcing it specifically on the Eucharist and the, um, the um, get it out, James, um, the Eucharist and the sanctity, sanctity of the sacrament, ah, the sacrament of penance, you know, confession. So, so the, the, the way it's supposed to work is the, the, the Pope is supposed to, to enforce any violation of those of the sacraments, including the Eucharist and penance. All right. So the Pope can't go out and change the rule and say, 
we have gay marriages. He can't do it. He doesn't have that authority. Does that make sense? Just like the president shouldn't have the authority to change law. And- yes. In other words, he can't, he can't change the law, so he can't say it's okay to bless same-sex marriages the way the media is reporting it, correct? Correct. He can't, he can't sanction it. He can do it. It's like an executive order. Sort of. You're exactly right. It's very close to executive order. So, so my understanding of that is on the curious side, that's the enforcement side. That's the how do we go out and they do the things. And he is saying that I'm not going that I'm going to bless those marriages, not not the marriage itself, but the, the, but the two people that are involved in this, this sexual relationship. Now, that doesn't mean that to overcome human sin is the blessing, basically, according to the document that was put out by the Vatican. Well, a lot of people worried about this being a slippery slope that the Catholic Church is going to slide into the same situation Church of England slash Episcopalian churches in where they are putting some some sugar britches into the priests in, into the uh, rector spots rectum spots I mean rector rector spots and so, so okay. we you know, we've left that church for that reason. We, we, we liked Episcopalian service, but there was no way we were going to go where homosexuals were going to be leading the service. You know, and, and that's not happening at the Catholic Church. The, the magisterium is responsible, and, that, and the Pope couldn't make that change even if he wanted to. So all he really did was just like Ben said, he's got an executive order. We're not going to enforce. We're not going to. I'm not going to go out as, a, as, as the Pope and... and do an inquisition and find out all the popes who, all the priests who bless the homosexual marriage. Not again, they can't have, he didn't say that they were going to allow homosexual marriages in church, but that's all it really is. It's, 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 it's not good. I don't want to make it sound like it's a good thing. It's not, but uh, <clears throat> with just one T, but um, the, um, the Pope has done something that I think is, Entered the church. I do. I, I think he needs to step down. That's that's my. Is there a process? To, to, I don't know anything much about this, but is there a process to get the Pope out? Or well, I mean, if uh, you know, if you don't know how much history you know, there's the Avignon popes where they were trying to excommunicate each other, and that's basically what it required. It gets stinky. Uh, it ended up being two popes, one, two two different lines of popes for a while during the during the during that time, and some of them moved to Avignon, France. That's where the church moved to for a while before it moved back and consolidated. And since then, I don't think any priest has ever been, I mean, any pope's ever been impeached would be excommunicated. They've never, it's never happened. As far as I know, I think they just ride it out. My point that I'm making on that, though, Glenn, is as bad as he is, they've had worse. He's not even close to being the worst pope in the, in the Catholic Church to survive those idiots. They'll survive this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think the I think the dangerous slope going down on this is with all the problems they had, formerly had inside the church, is with the with the you know the, the molestation cases and everything else. We start getting in areas like this. Everybody's kind of like, you already have one one problem with with the homosexual end of it, as far as you know, preaching less than boys and everything else. And you, now you're going to go here. I, I, I think yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. like you said, you start going down to a slope you can't get off of. The Baptist Church has had more problems with it lately than the, than the Catholic Church. 
So, so we don't want to go down there. We, the Catholic church was wrong. They've admitted they were wrong. They've corrected it. They've got ways now that are set in place to prevent it from happening. And they're having less problem with it than other faiths are who have not learned how to adequately deal with it yet. Um, I don't, I don't ever cast that stone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't cast that stone either. I'm just saying when you get, you know, we can be the same as, as Christians because Southern Baptists, we have the same problem inside churches. Yeah. Um, so no religion is, is exempt from it. And, but, but when you, and it's like any, any organization, you know, I mean, they go and look at Bud Light, you look at Latin and Garth Brooks and everything else. They all went, they all start going down there. Some of these guys have ruined their career and, and people are saying, I want to even go on tour with you because you supported it. And when you, any, any person gets on that, on a, on a dangerous side of morality and I guess, just human nature, it becomes, it be, you, you put yourself in a, in a tight spot of trying to get out of Well, I, I'm not sure exactly where you're going with it. I, I do think that most um, rank and file Catholics are ready for this pre, this Pope to step down, and he's talked about doing it. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so I, it's not very often that it happens. It would be nice if it happened here. You know, I. I'm not, again, I'm not an expert on Catholicism. I probably had some minor things wrong, you know, technicalities wrong with what I said, but I think I'm pretty close to what I, what I said. But I want to tell you that I, I, I never want a, a Jesuit to be persecuted. Well, unless he's a communist, then he needs to be thrown out of a helicopter. He's not really persecuted. He's thrown out of a helicopter. But, um, but, you know, the Jesuits to me have done more harm than good that they are an organization that has done some good. There's no question. I think that Loyola down in New Orleans is Jesuit. But so I'm not saying that they're all bad. That's not it. But I am saying that they do seem communist and they have done communist type things in places that they dominated in South America are still doing really badly. And I, 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 I personally, when I saw that they picked a Jesuit, I went, Oh no. And then to top it, to, on top of it all, he was from at the time very communist Argentina, and I just I think it, I think they got the wrong guy. But what I'm gonna I'm trying to say to, to you and the listeners is this that the Catholic Church is is much 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 bigger than this, and that they have survived very. We've gone through some of the popes during when we went over the over the uh, gunpowder treason. We've had some bad popes. So our, our 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 world has survived some very nasty. Bad popes, but it the, the, but the organization always survives. It always survives it, and so my guess is that the pendulum swings very conservative. With the, yeah, I think isn't it the red hats that vote for him? Yes, it's the cardinals. I think that vote for the pope. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I I think it's bad. I, I, where I'm coming from is the thing is I, I wished he were didn't do it, but I went man. I'm sure glad that the Catholic Church has a magisterium. They have a way to control the doctrines. This guy can go rogue. They know that the Pope can go rogue. He's going rogue. They'll deal with it. Yeah. Was that a rant? Does that count as a rant? Or was that too measured? It's a measured rant. It's a measured rant. It is a calculated rant. <laughs> it's an oxymoron. It's a measured rant. <laughs> yeah. We just made up a new, a new word. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> there you go. That's what we do on the James Perspective. We make stuff up. There you go. That would, hey, Gene, today we just walk around and somebody starts talking to me. Are you on measure rounds? <laughs> <laughs> that look at you, that weird looks like just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's how we spread it. That's so like a contagious, like contagious virus. Ben, are you are you are you in mourning? Are you are you sad? You're over group of you only got a few weeks left. I'm just waiting to see how much he tries to screw up <laughs> before he gets out. He's already done enough. But no, I'm the one thing is, and and I. We didn't talk about this other day because we were on this, but I'm I'm hoping and I'm praying that Jeff does not Jeff Lander does not end up being one part of the good old boy network that goes in and he did this kind of like for here prime example one of our illustrious senators that we all love to talk about Bob Bill Cassidy um, <laughs> of. Is he, does he turn out like, like Bill Cassidy? Because Bill Cassidy um, started out, oh, I'm all for Louisiana. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. And then, my gosh, he turned out to be a dead communist. Well, let me ask you this. We, we, before he ran as a conservative, before Cassidy ran as a conservative, he was a liberal. He said he, he, said he saw the light. Now, I've, I've been saying all along, you can't trust that because the, the, because Democrats are definitely running planters. They're, they're running people in there who are controlled opposition that they can, when they need them, they got them. And Cassidy definitely falls into that. And I think Cassidy will cheat in the next time he runs. That's what I think. Now, I, has Jeff Landry shown me any signs and symptoms of being a liberal before now? Yeah, and that's, and that's what I'm just... I'm just hoping it does not rear its ugly head back again. Well, I mean, it's always a worry. It's a legitimate worry. It is. It's a legitimate worry. You don't know what they're going to do until they get in there. Um, Supreme Court justice has shown that over and over and over again. Now, I do real quick plug in. Um, I don't know who bought me that. Could have been, could have been Glenn. Somebody bought me. What's the, what's the uh, senator from Texas that – Lion Ted, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz wrote a book on how a, how a president that's conservative should pick his Supreme Court justices. And I want to say that who was the last one? Was Kavanaugh last? Was he uh, last? Wait, Amy, Amy Coleman Barrett? Yeah, Coleman Barrett. Barrett was under Trump. Yeah. Yeah, I think both of them were. I don't know if they followed his advice or not. But anyway, long and short of it, I get what you're saying, Ben. You have to, you have to, he's shown. But Jeff Landry, let me tell you why at this point I'm I'm for Mike Johnson and I am for Jeff Landry. Johnson ad, went out and positively took steps to try to to undo the cheated the, the stolen election in twenty twenty. Right. He he actively did that. Landry actively tried to keep businesses open during the the fake pandemic. And so you, you you have to you have to give them a chance. You have to say, well, at least you at least you guys did do the right thing when really no one was looking. You were doing uh, yeah. the right thing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you, when you have guys that do that, it's just I don't know. I guess I'm turning to my dad. I guess. Well, that's what we want. I, I, 
that, that's scary. Yeah. Um, mini Bobby Jr. Um, but, uh, I, I just have got, I guess I've gotten very leery and very skeptical of the, of the, of the, I guess, talk and the rhetoric that comes out of even, even those, even those that, that, uh, that say they're, re- I'm a conservative Republican. Mm. Let's see where you go. I agree. I mean, Foster and and I guess that was we had three. Like Train was Republican. He he ran state as a liberal. Foster was a Republican. He ran state as a liberal. Jindal was a Republican. He ran state as a as a as a liberal. I don't know. I don't know what Landry would do, but I couldn't imagine who else to have voted for. Yeah, I know, yeah, exactly. I don't want anybody else. And the thing is, I, I'm with 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 Jeff Landry. I think he honestly, I, I, he honestly, I, I believe, had a hatred for our goober duber that we have in office right now. I do too. And I really think he's he's like, no, I, I I I cannot stand you at all. It's just even as a not a, not just a goober. I don't think he likes him as a human, as just a human being. Um. On that, so he was a bully. He, he, I called him old Drew because he was a bully. He was. He was. He he yeah. he got into all that power he had. I guarantee you, he cried like a baby the day he had to lift that that whatever it was we were living under martial law. What was it called? He had some name for it. Emergency order or something. Yeah. Like all the time. Yeah. The executive emergency order or something like that. I forget what kind of crap it was called. But. I can't. I, I'm, I'm ready for him to be gone. That's for sure. Yeah, and and, and the thing is, is is we were talking about this when we first started. Everybody is sitting there, and and if you go and you look at his eight years, I was listening to to Mingerfon on that, and Moon wasn't on, but they had a guest on there, and they said we're going to go back, and they were talking about in eight years the accomplishments that John Bell Edwards had made for the state. They could only list two. <laughs> he's leaving. That's one. What's the other one? He's leaving, um, he's leaving off. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 threw one, he, he threw one hell of a ball during COVID for his, his family. Time <laughs> 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 to go to mission. That's that's other one. Um, no, but they got there and they they're talking about, well, you know, the the budget is, is stronger than it was than when he got in. And his expansion oh. Medicaid in Louisiana. And I'm like, mm, well, yeah, he's that's proud all he has. Proud. We're screwed. I saw that. He, he's proud that he expanded Medicare in Louisiana. Oh, we, you're proud more people are on welfare. That's what Government you're saying. Yet. That is what he's saying. When he says, yes. I'm proud we have more people on, well, on, on Medicare, he's saying, I'm proud that we have more people on welfare. Now, yes, yeah. th- thank you. Okay. That's what every that's what every governor should be known for is to have more people dependent on what we provide right. instead of them actually being a productive citizen of society. Of society, and and I'm just like, give him a plaque. My gosh, you go down, you go down just as good as a blanco. Um, By the way, but, you guys see Glenn was broke. What? Yeah, that's one of the things I saw on on Dead Pelicans. That Glenn was the hospital. It's broke, and they're thinking about having to shut it down. Really? 
That's what it said. It was the parent companies the one did it, not necessarily the local one, but whoever the group was, and they're not hiring enough doctors and staff, and and the, the ER is still open, but they pay. I think it sounded like to me they shut down the beds. Yeah, I, I have a lot to say about that off camera, but uh, yeah, that's something. But but this is what I really want to get your reaction on. All right, so. Go ahead. Can I say something about Medicare real quick? You, you, yes, you can. It's your show. Okay. Here's the thing about Medicare. Yes, we expand the piss out of Medicare. Federal money, federal money coming flowing to the state of Louisiana. That's another one of those proud parties. We got so much that's done. It's all your federal money. You did not earn the, the revenue from state did not increase. Taxes dang sure did. Because you get screwed every time you turn around. Insurance went up. Everything went up in the state of Louisiana in eight years under him. But Medicaid, if you look and you go and you try to find a doctor that will take most of the Louisiana Medicaid programs, the only place that really, really will take it is the emergency room. Why? Because they are funded by state. The rest of the hospital, most of that is independent are privately owned. The ER gets funded with state money. So they dang sure will take your Medicaid card. But if you have a PPP, PPO or a regular doctor, they're like, can't do that. We're not taking Louisiana Medicaid. But we got 350,000 extra people on it. Well, those are the ones that tap the ER. And that's the reason why James, years ago, I don't know if you remember when dad had a, it was in at Glenwood with a heart attack. Oh, we was waiting to see, and you remember the man that cut his wrist with the jigsaw? I don't remember that. This man had been sitting there. James, we were sitting there, and he had his wrist bent. I looked over and said, What'd you do? He said, Cut my wrist with a jigsaw. I said, They haven't got you in yet? He said, No, I've been here for two hours. Oh, my. I said, Go home. I said, it's already healed up. I said, it's already healed up. I said, you, I said all they're going to do, they're going to reopen it, get infection in it, and go. I said, go home, get it cleaned up, and go. I said, there's nothing they're going to be able to do for you right now. Wow. For two hours, he sat there. But you know what? If you have Medicaid and you go in for ingrown toenail, they'll take you in a heartbeat because you have Medicaid because the state, will, they will get their money from state. But if you don't have insurance... Because you can't handle, you can't afford it, or you have anything else. Because, prime example, we got there, and when Ashley when Ashley was getting sick, and we found out she had medical problems, we said the only, the only way we're going to be able to pay for her bills with all the tests is try to get Medicaid. And one of those, yes, I did it for a little bit. They sent us Louisiana Healthy Blue Medicaid. You would think, oh yeah, that's good. They said we're going to send you a book of the doctors that. We'll take this. The closest doctor that would that would even that was around us to look at Ashley, if we had an emergency besides the emergency room, but if we had to take her, say, okay, she's we have this going on, forty five minutes away from us. Goodness gracious! There wasn't a doctor in the Monroe West Monroe area that would take Louisiana Medicaid. Wow! I'm like, so that's our proud achievement. That's what that's what we're going to stand our legacy on. Is I got three hundred fifty thousand people on Medicaid, so I'm screwing the taxpayers of Louisiana because every time I turn around and pay for Medicaid expansion, well, crap, either federal government pays for it, or I'm going to raise taxes again. All right. Well, I I've got another topic we've got to hit before I forget it. 
So, so when a young man is having a sexual relationship with an older woman, the older woman is called a cougar. Now, Ben, Ben is a cougar. He went to Cedar Creek. They were the cougars. I think that's funny. Yeah, Cedar Creek cougars. Call all of your classmates when at your next reunion. Call them cougars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call them all. Hey, you cougar. All right. Yeah, so, 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 some Democratic staffer it, in Washington D.C. goes into one of the Senate hearing rooms. Apparently, there's a million of them. He goes into one of the Senate rooms, hearing rooms, and he has um, homosexual, unprotected homosexual sex in the hearing room with the with the aide being the aggressor. Well, the mm, the he, he, would, he would be the he would be the Cold War. Okay, he would have been the the person who entered. All right. Now, the guy that he was having sex with has not been identified yet, but he is an older man. So just like you have a name for a wom- an older woman who has sex with a younger man, you have the same type thing for a younger man who has sex with an older man. The older man is called a bear. I found that out. Things I'd rather not have ever found out. But I've been telling my wife for years I was a hungry bear. That's stopped. <laughs> That's stopped. You, may, yeah, you may want to. <laughs> you need to rethink that, James. Yeah, well, I have to rethought it. It has left my it has left my things to say. <laughs> now, why has the bear not been identified? What do you think the reason is? Uh, Democrat. Yeah, but they fired him. Don't you think he will <coughs> expose <laughs> his butt butt? I know, and now he may not want to. I'm thinking... He didn't didn't want to end up dead. Yeah. I think it it, it speaks, although I have no evidence, it speaks to it being a very high-ranking Democrat that would be um, very, how could I put this, very um, salacious if he came out. And so they're hiding it, and they're, they're focusing on how this young man has been uh, how can we put it? Uh, he, he's already calling for that. You know, this is because people don't like homosexuality. That's why he's being ostracized. You know, oh yeah, like it would there wouldn't be some ramification if it were male and female. All right. So what they need to to do is they need to have a lineup. We already know that Swalwell would not be the bear because Swalwell could still fart out loud. Still fart out loud. So. <laughs> Maybe my phone should say stupid enough to go, well, I didn't have all your text or anything and everything. Uh, yeah, your your <laughs> phone's taking care of you there, Ben. Yeah, I know. I should have been oblivious to today, but, yeah. but Glenn, one thing you said, it could be a Democrat that's something like on a House committee or something like that. Yeah. And they're like, anti-pornography committee, probably. Yeah. We got to put an age limit on when kids can look at pornography. Yeah. In the hearing room. Oh, man. Yeah, well, anyway, there was this. Now, hey, if, well, if, if the one that, that is doing the poking is called a bear. The one that's getting pokey. No, no, the one that's getting poked is a bear. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The one What's is, the one that's poking called? He's poking the bear. <laughs> We may have 
have to reference the Urban Dictionary to get this right. Anyway. Uh, sorry, Glenn, I opened that one up. I wasn't even thinking about what I said. That. You did that on purpose. <laughs> My bad. I apologize to all our listeners. The views and opinions of this podcast. <laughs> well, you know, but there was, was his name Crawford or something like that who, who got defeated. But he, he, he said, I didn't really want to be there anyway because there's cages in some of these rooms where they have, they have congressional orgies. Remember that? About two years ago, he got defeated and he was all bitter. He got up instead of giving the checker speech like Nixon did. We don't have Dick Nixon to come around anymore. Um, he said there were all kind of orgies in the, in the Capitol building. You know, different rooms were called cages and they would all go in there and, you know, love it up. And, and so, so my, I was wondering, has he spoken out? Has he said, I told you so, or anybody, anybody hurt from him? I don't know. Is that when Anthony Weiner was up there? Well, you know, yes, it was. It was during that time. <laughs> Could explain a lot. Yeah, well, yeah. Kid, uh, Cathorn, Cawthorn, who's, uh, you know, Republican and uh, he is uh, paraplegic. He said that he was invited to orgies all the time. Uh, and he put it out. So I can't believe this right after he got elected. And uh, I think somebody, Mike Cernovich, said, uh, look, these happen all the time. It's such a depraved area. The only thing that's different this time is Cross Cathorn uh, called it out instead of it was happening. So, you know, he, he basically is kind of known within the Washington, D.C. area that that happens all the time. It happens in Louisiana also. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of organized. Well, well, Louisiana, well, Louisiana may not be the... the George, but I had a, a friend of mine that was uh, running for office. I don't want to say his name, but he got there and he started getting in and he talked to some politicians that kind of stayed away from that scene. And he said, yeah. he said, here's the deal. He said, if you want to survive down here, he said, if you have any morals about you, you don't want to get into it. This is what you're talking about. And, it, and the, the one that was already in office, he said, I, he said I've had to struggle in threes, but when you come down here, he said, if you don't want to participate, he said, basically, you're the designated driver. <laughs> but, but, on, but on this, he said, what it is, they go down, and if you want to go, you have to, you have to get in, and they will go, and you're, you're like, no, you're going with the two strip clubs. You're going to have, you, you'll, you'll have enough air. And again, he said, most politicians down there, that is the norm in the political realm Realm, realm. I sound so digging Balkanville country. Realm, the political realm. Um, that when you go down there, that is expected behavior of someone in office. Whether you, if you go down there on Christian, he said, and they have a fund. Literally, he he said, I, they have a fund that, that pays for all this. Pay for the venereal diseases. Yeah, it's my tax dollars at work. All right, so so. Um, go ahead. But I was going to ask you this is a Louisiana question. One of the things I saw on the Dead Pelican preparing this morning was that Louisiana is going to be the first state in the union where everybody has internet. Oh, God. I know. It's another one of those 
Did you? Yeah. Who would even help? It's just so stupid. I can't even. I don't even know where to start. You know, good well, some people don't want it, so you can't claim yeah. everybody has it. Second of all, I guarantee you're still having to pay for it, and there are going to be people who won't pay for it and can't. And then next. How can you possibly get it to everybody? Someone builds a house every day. Every, you know, they live out in the country in these in camps, and it's just so silly. It's it's it's. It, I just read. I just finished. By the way, I finished time stalling. Finally, Glenn. This, they, you know, the communists com- constantly claim that kind of crap. You know, food for everybody. You know, nobody nobody goes hungry. We all have a job. All have a good job. A good job. You know, I want you to think about that too. We're promising everybody a good job. Well, who's going to do the bad jobs? Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is that's the reason why everybody says they're not in jobs out there. Yeah, there are. Everybody wants the good jobs. They want the cush jobs to where they don't have to sweat. They don't have to lift a finger. They sit there and pick the phone and go, let me transfer you. I don't want to do my job. And that's where where everybody goes. And they say, there's not any job. There are jobs all over the place. There's Prime example, there's a lady in my church that goes, and she works, and she's one of the lead people at People Sourcing here in, in West Monroe, which is a hiring agency. She said, you would not believe it is like pulling teeth to get people to come and try to fill out applications for a job. Well, let me tell you something. Don't get the, people that are dead broke, they're almost on the verge of homelessness, say, well, there's not any jobs. <laughs> let me tell you this interesting thing, and Glenn is turning out to be right, as he always does on retail type things um when when we went up for david's you know his his motorcycle accident we went to the walmart there and there weren't any checkout self-checkout as far as i could see everybody walked up and you just checked out okay and i said why is that and glenn said it's going to be dependent on the market what the market is for for people what's the what's the labor supply look like well saturday which is just, we went to Farmable. We go eat up at Stephen's usually on Saturday evenings. And we needed to stop to pick up some things for Sarah, who was sick. And we went to the Walmart in, in Farmable. And there were no self-checkout. They had people at every single checkout. So, Glenn, explain to me why again in Ruston, and only Ruston as far as I know. What's it like in West Monroe? I don't know. Well, why is Rustin having to do self-checkout, but not follow? My suspicion is uh, it's not, not how much labor market you have for those jobs that, you know, if you're checking people out, that's not probably a high-paying job. Uh, or they've, uh, as customers, just refused to use the self-checkout, and they, said they will go stand in line a mile long, uh, to have someone check them out, but they don't want to use the self-checkout. I refuse to use it. Yeah, and going to your right, it's, it's the mindset of some of the people at stores. Because if you, when, when you get into the yeah, larger cities, yeah, 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 management, and, and, and when you get to larger cities, people, you tend to think of it, and James, you all just happen to end up in Minnesota that actually had stores that weren't full check or weren't full self checkout, but Western Rose the same way over here. You go and you try to find a, somebody to check you out. There's like three registers open. Well, that, that you can actually go through line, and I, I think it's the mindset of people like I want in and out. And some people have gotten so used to it's faster for me to check my own stuff out, and they want to get on with their day. 
And so there's stores that kind of look at demographics of how many, of what people would do. And then management goes, well, you know what? I cut I, my profit and loss statement right now is good because I have to pay a big on cashiers down every finger up the nose. But here's my problem, Ben, and it's a serious, serious problem. When I go to Walmart, I want the panty girl from Big for P. Ridge to check me out. I don't want to. <laughs> I want the panty girl to tell me where the panties are and show me them. I'm like, come on. <laughs> but, but again, going back to the state of Louisiana, remember we have 350,000 people on the government tent now. Teat. Teat. They're, they're drinking that government milk and they're like, why should I work? Because well, I know it's cleaned up a little bit, but it's still pretty bad in the uh, fast food industry giving people. Yeah, our goober doobers like, you know what? I'll give you what you want. Yep. There you go. Ben's on a roll. That's exactly right. It's if you stop giving them money, they'll go to work. Oh, yeah. But but when you get there and I see, dang on. And on this, I, you can drive down to the south side of Monroe at about 10 o'clock in the morning and see able bodied, grown men, ages 21 and up, sitting on the porch drinking a tall boy. Yeah. Or just walking down the street aimlessly doing nothing. Well, I've got it. There's, there's, there, there's not any jobs. Right. I, I got an <laughs> announcement I've got to make, Glenn. You, you need to be sitting when I tell you this one. It's, it's, this is, okay. I'm this sitting. Is, this is monumental. You're going to, you're going to lose your legs. Okay. <laughs> you know that road between Charlotte's office and my office? Yes. It is open. What? You mean? <laughs> Dang it, James! Y'all beat our bridge. <laughs> Y'all stop. You got a road done inside sea limits before our bridge got done. Get the states over. I'm mad now. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be rusting. I didn't know There's going to be angry letters. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, now you were talking about checking out. Um, so, so Elon Musk went to Italy and checked out Melania, not Melania, uh, uh, Georgiana. You wanted to tie that one together, baby. Georgiana. That was a leap. Georgiana, Georgiana, <laughs> what? You, you needed to talk about that one. That was a, quite a leap from checking out to well, Georgiana. I can promise you, it, uh, I, I can promise you that Elon was checking her out. Could be, could be. I mean, I know he was, uh. That's got to be the sexiest world leader since Cleopatra. Uh, no comment. Uh, <laughs> didn't know Cleo. Anyway, um, I, 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 I just—I think it's part of his. You know, this is so incredible. I think he's got every government agency is investigated now. A European agency, or what do they call it? Some communist name for. Uh, internet censorship is is seeing if he is truly, you know, uh, making sure that there's not bad things on his platform, which it turns out, if you look at the numbers, it's way better than any other platform. Uh, as far as it, it basically says, oh no, that's uh, that's straight out Nazism. You don't get to see that. You know, uh, but then it, it, it you can get to it but you have to go through some, a couple of hoops, not like it has been before. Anyway, that's a side issue. He's got everybody after him, every government after him. So what does he do? He goes, 
Midway in Argentina. He goes with him. And then he goes, who else did you see? Does it? He, you know, the other, uh, and we haven't heard a lot about her, have we? Uh, since she won. Who's that? Which makes me suspicious that she's doing quite well. Uh, 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 you know, she's done a few, she's done a few things that people don't like, but by and large, she stuck to what she said she was going to do. And that's why I think, <laughs> in other words, she, she's, this is what I'm going to do. She went and did it. And I go, and it's working here. We can't talk about that. Yeah, and now she's, <laughs> she's going big time. Um, she says, sh- sh- uh, sh- law, whatever that is. That was that law that they try to. Sharia, Sharia law. Sharia law. She said, "Not happening in Italy." That's what she said, "It's not compatible. Got to go." That and that is why Italy will probably stay Italy for a longer period of time. Yeah, I've got to say this real quick because I know Steve Lee corrects my history so often when I get it wrong. <laughs> that maybe Georgiana is not the prettiest since uh, Cleopatra because Zenobia was in between. But oh, okay. Most people have not heard of Zenobia, Steve, so I'm not, I'm going to stick with Cleopatra. There you go. So well, it, now we got that cleared up. Thank God. Anyway. <laughs> but, but Elon, to, to get back to the point, Elon is like going on trips while everyone's attacking him, right? How is he running his businesses? Sometimes he's making me nervous. You know, um, he must be one of those. Twitter. Go ahead. Yeah. Go on, let's finish. Okay. X Twitter is engagements. Everything is so far up over when it was this censorship machine that it's it's almost scary. So he's like saying, Yeah, go ahead. Don't put your advertising on here and see what happens to your stuff. He didn't say it like that. What Dan, did you hear what he said? Yeah, I heard what he said. <laughs> I was talking about Ben. I think Ben said something. Oh, we're talking about Ben. Ben, did you hear what Elon said about uh, the companies who are not going to advertise with him? I think he's gone on mute or gone. Yeah, it could be. No, he's still on. He's still on. He must have have this on mute. Anyway, um, so. I was on mute. I'm sorry. No, I have not heard what Elon Musk says. uh, Paraphrase it, Glenn. I'll paraphrase it really quickly. to all the advertisers who don't want to advertise because of a fake idea that he's showing uh, racist things with their content, he said, F you. They can go F themselves, is what he said specifically. He literally said it. Yeah, that's a, a 50 billionaire. Yeah, and he said, people are coming after me for money? Go F yourself. And he even called out the head of Disney. He told, called out the head of Disney. He says, uh, he's probably out in the audience here. Um, Bob, you know, go ask yourself. <laughs> wow. Now, this, this question is for Ben. I know we're moving, moving this on, but now, this, this question is for Ben. Did you see that Chicago is saying if you do not register your migrant bus within before, with at least two days before you arrive, we're going to seize your buses. Yeah, I saw that. That's kind of kind of funny. And I think what it's going to do is going to make buses make Rick Abbott say, you know what? I'll hire more buses. 
<laughs> it's probably be cheaper to have to say, okay, I'm going to just buy the buses and send them to you. But what they'll do is they'll just drop them somewhere else there in town. They're not going to drop them. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, are they doing it in the middle of the – or, of course, it's not middle of winter. Winter starts Thursday. Um, are, does that change things, Ben? Did it change when it was cold as opposed to warm? No, not really. I no, they, 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 it's, a, it's a constant running. I, I will tell you this, that, that they probably won't. If they do seize the buses, I would assume that that would be found unconstitutional. <laughs> well, yeah, if you're on the coast, you can't, you cannot see private property. Right. And, and someone made the point, you know, I was reading an article on that. Said, so, well, then you need to have every bus that comes out city have to register. Whether it's a tourist bus, not just immigrants, but every tourist bus that comes to your city has to do a 48 hour notice. That's the reason why, one, um, as far as lawsuit goes, and if they did that, the bus companies have both legs to stand on that say, you can't do that because are you making everyone do that? And so, if they don't make every single bus that comes in that city do a 48 hour notice, it'd be, they, they get the pants suit off of them. So. Yeah, I mean, that would be, that would be considered um, a, a, an interference with interstate commerce. They're not allowed to do that. But, but what is hilarious is this, and Rick Abbott made a comment. He said, you know, it's funny. He said they got there and they were proud of them being sanctuary cities and getting there and all that. Now they're, now they're reaping the, they're, now they're seeing what the problem is with all these embers coming in and now they won't try to shut it down because it's screwing them up. Well, oh, it's, welcome to my, it's so funny. Welcome to my land. New York, that guy's going, this is, this is a disaster. This is an emergency. We're, we can't survive this if we keep getting all these immigrants. I'm like, oh, yeah. where have we heard this before? Johnny, what have we learned today? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, but I think it's funny that Chicago is trying to do that. But they're, they're, they're running that. So. But before I have to go, I've got to take my daughter to a, to a doctor's appointment in just a little bit. I do want to say something about our illustrious Goober Duber down in Baton Rouge about his accomplishments. Because I called on Tuesday to talk about our about uh, uh, to keep everybody informed on the state of Louisiana. Like I said, on his major accomplishments, accomplishments that I was listening to Moon Griffon on, they could only name two that uh, that was done. And one was the they were touting, oh, he, he got 350,000 new people on the government teat to get there. And then secondly was our budget is, is stronger than it was. Now, this is an eight years, they're saying, uh, the budget is stronger than than it was. And I'm like, well, hang on. I got to, and they got there, and they're like, you know, well, you know, when he came in, he inherited a bad, screwed up budget under Bobby Jindal. Now, Edwards, I think, had been in, well, he was on the House or Senate for, say, Louisiana for, I think, six years. No one really knew anything about John Bell Edwards until the Democratic Party decided to stick him on the, the ticket for running for governor. That was weird. No one, no one even knew about John Bell Edwards until, hey, he's running for governor. So they get there. So they've been there six years. Well, Jindal was in for four, I think. Yeah. 
Jennifer was four, year, four years in. He was eight. Well, guess, he, was eight. He, was eight. Uh, he was eight. Okay. Well, guess guess by who in, in when he was in the whatever the house he was in voted for every budget that Bobby Jindal had run through. Yeah. Our Cooper Duber, John Bell Edwards, voted for every screwed up budget that Louisiana had. He never voted one of them down. You know but what? They're touting, oh, look, he came in, he inherited such a screwed up. He voted for the crap. And now they're saying, well, he's got it straightened out because we raise taxes in the state of Louisiana on people every time we turn around. You, you know why? You know what was wrong with that flaw? I mean, was flawed with that thinking, Ben? Trump. <laughs> it's different. It doesn't matter that he voted for it when he was legislator because Trump. Yeah. Isn't that it? No matter what you did, because Trump. Yeah. That's it. That's, yeah. that's amazing, Ben. Good point. I'm glad you brought that up. So what you're saying? Yeah, it's, it's an excellent point. Absolutely. You know, so what you're saying is we all all forget. I inherited a horrible budget, but I voted for it for eight years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a good one, man. That's a good one. That sounds like, that sounds like oh, God. That's, that's, people just don't, how can I put it? And, and, and most people quickly. don't, a lot of people in Louisiana don't know that. They're like, well, he, I didn't. you know, he got there and he was this, but every single budget that Jindal had, John Bell Edwards voted to pass. I didn't know that. And they have to vote it to pass. Bobby General can propose all he wants if they say no. Well, Ben, you better go because I don't want that dummy thumper you're married to stumping me. Yeah, uh, yeah, you don't need the the thumper coming to get you. But anyway, gentlemen, I will call back next Tuesday. I hope everyone has a merry, merry Christmas. And you too, Ben. Y'all have a wonderful day and talk to y'all later. Thank you, Ben. Merry Christmas, buddy. Thanks, man. We appreciate you. Bye-bye. All right, so there are a couple of <laughs> that was fun. It's always fun having Ben on there. It's yeah, it was always fun. Um, the, um, the I'm looking at your notes of the things that you kind of want to talk about, and there's a bunch of good ones. Um, the, the the one with the Texas Governor Abbott signs bill making an illegal migrant entry from Mexico. It, it's I hate to I hate to pop everybody's bubble on that, and I guess I can't blame. I, I know where you're going to go. By the way. Go ahead. Well, let's see. Let's test you. Okay. He's illegal immigrants, yet our system is such that if I say I need asylum, it's illegal. Now, right? Nope. Mm-mm. No, Charlotte, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I have my own thoughts. I'm Charlotte, I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, go ahead. <laughs> Immigration is not handled at the local level at all. You can't handle it at the state. You can't handle it at the, at the local level. The only people who can enforce immigration laws are feds. And the reason is that it's by, it's by treaty. We don't want the local sheriff in Mexico arresting a tourist down there and saying they committed a, they, they, they're, they're, in Ill, they're Mexico illegally. We're enforcing the, the law. They don't want that. They want, they want it to be at the Fed level so that there can be discussions at that level as to who and who does not get deported, who does not get arrested, who does not get detained. All of those things is handled at the federal level. It is strictly forbid for states and local governments to create 
in, and enforce immigration laws. Now, there is a thing called an immigration hold, but that immigration hold is one, number one voluntary. The state does not have to do. That's where the sanctuary city comes from. I arrest somebody for, for, for DWI in California and he serves his term. They don't hold him until ICE can pick him up. That ICE will ask and say, will you hold them for 48 hours till we can get there and pick them up? In Louisiana, we'll hold them. So if you get a DWI in Louisiana, you're going home because by the time you get out, then, then well, DWI, maybe it depends on the sentence matter. But if you're held in, if you are, if you are sentenced to any time whatsoever in jail, you're not getting out. Okay. So, so it's, it's, it, it what, what the app doing is entirely and completely unconstitutional. What I think he's doing is saying, how long is it going to take for it to go through the court system before it's found unconstitutional? And I'm going to tell you, minutes. They're already drafted. Okay. They're drafted. That right there is, is just... I, 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 so it's more of a political stunt? I don't know if that or it's just throwing his hands up. What do I do? You know, I don't know. I, they are. It's obviously costing Texas, Arizona, and New Mexico, California a lot of money taking in these illegal immigrants and and you know that i do believe that they try to find jobs as quickly as they can but clearly chicago and new york have made it clear that if that it that it we're a welfare state and as soon as you start taxing our welfare state with people aren't from the united states it starts overwhelming the system well texas isn't nearly as much of a welfare state but you can't just let little kids die down there you know, you got to, you got to, we're humane. We're going to try to, try to take care of each other. Put them in the Obama cages. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I, I just, when I, when I saw that, I went, to, unless somebody changes the law fairly quickly, and I don't think the Democrats are going to do that, what he's about to sign is not going to work. That's what got, remember Chef Joe? That's what got, yeah. that's what got him in trouble. He was arresting him. You can't do it. It's illegal. So, so that right there, I saw that one. I'm glad you brought it up because I meant to make that point. Uh, that that one, that was all. That one's nothing. Now, um, Tesla Model Three loses federal tax credit. I thought that had already happened. It's happening in twenty in the next year. It's an eight thousand dollar credit you get for buying a uh, electric car, basically. Uh, they've taken the Model Three off. Uh, there's a little more going on here than you think. Um, what Tesla has done recently is dropped their pricing on new Teslas 30%. And everybody thought, oh, he's going under. He's so stupid. <laughs> I thought a little, I saw it differently. I thought that I got all these people who are coming into the market with that the government's paying them to come in, basically, and paying them. And they have these electric cars. Hmm, how can I stop? my competitors from, you know, being able to sell these things at a discount, I'll discount. And then my cars work. They're already out there. Which one's the model? So it's a, it's a four door. It's kind of their flagship. Um, it's the one that's most popular. Let's put it that way. All right. So if you don't um, buy it this year, you don't get the tax credit next year. Correct. And how much those things cost? It drops the prices. I don't know. 60,000 or so. I think. They cut it down to sixty thousand, or it's sixty thousand now. If they cut it to fifty thousand, I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was like a hundred thousand or something like that, but it's about sixty now. All right. Please. Now, some of that is because they've manufacturing the gigafactories came on board, 
the gigafactories reduce their cost of production tremendously. All right, so, so you know, if you buy it this year, it'd be sixty thousand, and then you get eight thousand dollars credit, so it'd be fifty-two thousand. Yes, yeah, something like that. I don't know that for sure. By the way, that's kind of off the top of my head. Does, so, does it have infrared? I don't know. I know that it has ludicrous speed. Yeah, Do you know what that is. Yeah, you told me about that. But, yeah, you told me about but that. But it has also self-driving capability, by the way. Uh, well, that's the problem with this. recalling that because people are abusing it. Um, no, they're, they're, because it allows them to have the freedom to turn it off and on. Do you know that's what they're talking about? It's uh, well, not because they abuse it. It's because they, it's theirs and they get to do what they want. With it. it gives them more choice. Well, let's go so, back to this thing, though. This this Tesla thing um, is he he's not having trouble selling them. Still, he's still able to sell them. No, yes, he's selling them because because they're Look, they're tracking part of our inflationary tracking right now. You know what it is? How much does a used Tesla cost? And they're using that as a benchmark. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> you know. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's. Yeah, I told Charlotte the only used car I want is yours because it's got that infrared thing. I told her I, <laughs> I was going to steal it from the other day, and I saw how big you were, and I said, "Now better not do that." Now, yeah, guys, no. I, I don't know if you guys, everybody else knows this. Glenn's car has infrared on it, so you're driving down to our house in the night, which is a very dangerous thing to do. Hey, it's, it's a flare. That's what it is. Well, deer, deer will come out in front yeah. of you, and and you don't have time to even do anything. But he, you can see the deer in the woods as you're driving down the road, and you can see little critters. And 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 we one time we could see there was a dog on the road about a mile ahead of us. Um, that's the most amazing thing when you live out in the middle of nowhere like I do. It's it, that's an amazing, amazing. I, I, the next car I have will have it. I don't care how much it costs. It's worth it. That's <laughs> worth it. It is. Yeah, it's kind of a nice thing at night, especially going on country roads for sure. Um, and indeed, the other thing is, I didn't know it did this until it happened. There was three deer in the field, and they were all in green. I said, I wonder why they're in green. And they started getting closer to the road. They went yellow. And then when they were by the road, they went red. Really? <laughs> wow. Damn thing does something new every day. It almost makes me nuts. But anyway. All right. Well, somebody listening to this podcast needs to tell me how to teach my dog quit stealing Amazon packages from the neighbors. Ooh. Uh oh. <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Them dogs you have give me any trouble. <laughs> oh, man. So, so the all right. So, what else we got here? We got did the Pope. We got the Pope. We got Abbott. We got Tesla. Now, you, I'm not really as interested in this you were, but uh, but it turns out that people are interested in the things you are interested in. So, it's not just a James perspective. It's Glenn's too. Go ahead and vomit out what happened in China. Uh, China had a uh, what's what 6.2 earthquake in a northern province in China which was not, for China, heavily populated, but 118 people died. Uh, and now the rescue workers are working in freezing temperatures. Uh, and it's, you know, since it's up in the boonies, China, they don't have a lot of resources, and they're trying to marshal resources that way. So we'll look for the next China, I don't know, uh, 
they'll say, oh, those 118 people were your resurrected or anyway, something like that. Or there might be a lot more. That's why people, I think, are looking at it. But it's, it's yeah, that's the thing. I, I'm going to remind you every time this happens with that story. It's been two decades, but but I was playing basketball in at the gym at Tech, the, you know, the Intramurals Complex, and there were some <clears throat> Chinese young men who were playing. They were engineering students, and one of them was very tall. Uh, very good players, actually. So we were we were playing. I, I didn't even belong on the court with them. They were better than I was. Um, but they um, they had had that bad train wreck, and I said, I can't believe there was only 17 people killed for that. And he said, you really don't believe that, do you? And I went, well, he goes, no. They're, like, they're so lying. <laughs> you know, you can't trust their media at all. He said, hundreds died in that thing. Because when you saw the wreck from the sky, you're going like, how did anybody survive that? And he said, hardly anybody did. They lied. So they don't go tell how many people are dead in that in that earthquake. I, I, I listen, every time a natural disaster happens, I pray. All right. And I did not know about this one. And I will pray for those people. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I, I've been through a tornado and, and I don't want it. That's little compared to what they're going through. And I hate, I hate, I hate that. So I, you know, sorry that it's, that's going down. Well, I am. Yeah, I got another thing I want to point out in a minute too. While Ben was here, there, there's 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 two sides to that Glenwood story. Now Glenwood's a privately owned hospital and it's going broke. Yeah. Okay. And then the Uber Uber John Bell Edwards, he's announcing that they're going to build on to the public hospital in Shreveport, the LSU Health Center. Is is expanding? Yeah, he's dedicating that or something. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 it's the healthcare. Ever since Obama is is the gloves are off. It's it's all it's there's the, well, not the gloves off. The goggles or glasses are off. Sunglasses are off. What is how does that say go? They, but but it's all becoming government healthcare. They've they've succeeded in commun, making communism control controls healthcare here. You, you, the, the, the the private hospitals are not going to exist in our lifetime. It's 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 happening right in front of our eyes. Sad, sad. Now it'll it may take a while. Um, I, I do know this. I can't go into some of it, but I can tell you that that there are people who have already recognized that there is rationing of healthcare starting already to show up, and there are things that are happening in the free enterprise system where if they don't take any medical or any money whatsoever from the government these private companies can actually control their own cost and paperwork. So the paperwork problem that they have is all government based. And so if you, if you get outside of the federal government completely, then your, your overhead drops drastically and you're able to see people more. You're able to see people, even though you aren't quite charging as much as you could have, if you were in a government program, you're actually pocketing it sort of like yesterday, the, monitors that you had to pay for to be on those fishing boats you don't have to have that person that's taking care of all that paperwork so paperwork is drowning these doctors apparently um i i i, don't, I think it has been for a while yeah so so i'm not i'm not speaking from complete knowledge i'm speaking from seeing trends and i do believe that all of these little these little uh Quick care facilities are sort of yeah. sort of what that, that that's what it is. Now, the the issue 
The issue is, though, freaking government controls the dispensing of certain medications. And I don't know how much those private doctors are going to have access to any type of pain management or anything like that. But long or short of it is, Glenwood's going out of business and the government is expanding their hospitals. There's something wrong. Yeah, especially with healthcare being um, such a growth industry because of people like me, you know. Well, welcome to the club. <laughs> wait, wait, you're ahead of me, aren't you? <laughs> Not much, yeah. just a little bit. But oh, we we been ahead. <laughs> so, all right. So, you know, you were telling me. All right, here is one of the things that if you'd ask me two decades ago, would would James would I? be in this this position and you know people like steve who know me for a long time knows i've been a big sports fan watch i would watch baseball and football at the college level and football pro level and baseball religiously almost i mean very there was one the year the one the first year the astros won the world series i'm not kidding you i saw every single game i didn't miss 162 games i saw every one of them that's how much i used to watch and that's how you become an expert in baseball you're watching it. You learn a lot, especially with the announcers that Astros have. They got the best ever. Well, the the and I was a big Oklahoma fan. Still am. I still, you know, if I'm going to watch, I'm going to I'm going to pull for me. If I don't watch them, but I did watch this year. I, it started with it started with that fake pandemic. I, you know, 2020 pissed me off that they shut down the NBA and then foot, baseball didn't allow any fans, and I just quit watching it. And and and. I've never returned. I've never, they never got me back after, after they lost me during the fake pandemic. And so I find out today that LSU had a Heisman Trophy winner. Yep. Jaden Daniels. Now, the point I'm making is you would think there would be no way I would miss that, but I didn't know it. I did not know. he That's how, how much sports lost me in 2020. I got I got to doing other things and didn't miss it. Now I still go to tech basketball games because it's indoors. It's winter. They start at six. You're home at a decent hour. I do do that. That's probably the only thing I'm still watching. But I this year the Astros. I was lucky to watch a game a, a week max, maybe maybe two a month. I wasn't hardly watching any, and I didn't watch the playoffs much. <clears throat> I watched it when Doc would come. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a baseball. Well, I'm huge on that. Not having baseball, but that's my thing. Uh, that's I do watch football, but not a lot. But my point is, is that it's it's significant that I didn't watch because I was as big a, a pro baseball fan as you could get, just about. Now I'm not one of those guys that goes, well, you know, an average game at in Houston would be thirty thousand fans. And when you think that there hasn't been 30,000 major leaguers since the beginning of baseball, I'm not that kind of fan. You know, I'm not, I don't know that kind of stuff. I just know, okay, well, these are our middle relievers. They've taxed them a little bit, much this much. So we're going to need to get this starter to stretch it in an extra inning. And that might mean some extra runs that we got to score. And that type of stuff is this type of stuff. Now, and again, when I watch it with Jim and Doc, they know more than I know. You know, they, they know a lot of baseball. So I love baseball. I do. But something happened with, with me watching sports in 2020. That's it, it changed. Some of it could be that the house that I live in doesn't really have. We've never really set up a television. <laughs> 
kind of need that it. might have something to do with it. Yeah, he kind of need to have one. <laughs> but anyway, I, I think that, that that now so so they they've signed this guy for seven hundred million dollars to play baseball. That's that uh, Oriental fella. Um, yeah, Shatrukh Mahunte. No, 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 that was an ancient guy. This guy was a Tani. Uh, a Tani. I was picking, I know his name. Anyway, yeah, but now apparently, <laughs> Boris is, is who makes my day because he sends me memes and I know I can hold them. And so if something bad happens, I just go look up Boris's memes. And then laugh at him, but he said, "What was talking about?" I'm, he said, "I'm going to do the Apani um, theory. I'm I'm going to go to the bar and I'm going to pay him over the next 35 years." <laughs> Apparently, he's not getting his money up front. <laughs> yeah, overtime, as they say. Yeah, well, maybe I'm going to tell you something. Uh, that's a 10-year period, probably backloaded, doesn't get hurt. 700, mil- $700 million in 10 years doesn't. <laughs> that doesn't suck. No, no. That doesn't suck. <laughs> that's so, pretty good, James. I'm just going to say. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what I would do with $700 million. I don't have any use for that. I don't. There would be. It wouldn't change my life much. I'm 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 extremely happy where I live, and I don't. It would change your phone calls. Yeah, you told me. In other that. words, you'd have a lot of people calling you. So, so what do you have to, you have to get a separate phone? Uh, no, what I did is put a uh, on my phone. I have a little service that blocks anybody that's on my contacts list, and if I want, if it says you know this is spam, it just blocks. It. If it says, hey, they're not in your context, do you want to allow them or not? And then they have to come on and say, hey, this is who this is. I need to speak to Glenn Cox. And then it'll say, okay, it's these people. And they have to identify themselves or I don't take the call. Well, people don't read, re- you know, we, everybody complains about these calls. And, I, and, and rightfully so. I don't want anybody calling in and ask them to. But it was really bad when we had landlines. Really bad, and you could you could get your number blocked and whatnot, but it was it didn't work. So so it's nothing new. Everybody does this now. I will tell you this: that every now and then, I get one that tries to tries to trick you into answering it. You know, yeah, they're pretty good with it. But anyway, I well, that's why I use this uh, blocker. It works really well for that. So anyway, usually it's the Republican Party calling me for money. They're wasting their time with me. I'm, in fact, I'm not. That's a good thing about being independent. I don't get those calls. You know, so that's that. Well, man, we ended up covering everything you wanted to cover and cover Ben covered. And we and we added a few things I wanted to cover. I don't, that's about as efficient as you're going to get. Yeah, there you go. And, and I'm glad that I corrected the Zenobia thing because I knew that I knew Steve was going to say something. I knew he would. You can't like you can't leave out Zenobia. You can't. No, I guess not. You know, well, who's, someone. Well, who's to say? Who is to say that Zenobia is prettier than Georgiana? He's an eye of the holder, James. No, 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 no. We've gone over that. It would work. No, no, it's not. Beauty, women, female beauty is objective. It's not subjective. 
we all agree on certain women being beautiful, so therefore it's objective. And if you don't believe that Georgiana is beautiful, then you've got a problem. <laughs> she might be pitching for the other team. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> is there anything else you need to add before we go? Well, there is something that would clear up most of these things we've talked about. Let me ask you, you know, before you bring it up, uh, it, will it be as good as Georgiana? Oh, my God, James. Of course it will be. It'll be better because you'll be able to appreciate her even more <laughs> with the clarity of focus you'll have if you have a delicious PCA's coffee uh, and you would then be able to bask in her glow. And if she drank some PJ's coffee, OMG, there'd be some. Incredible things happen. And only way you can make it even better is go to the hot and PJs and have some delicious coffee, boosted teas, all natural Red Bull, and of course, Zaps chips, lunch and breakfast sandwiches, and delicious breakfast pastries. There you go. You know, you know, the big difference there is that Charlotte would actually encourage me to partake in PJ's coffee. But I think that she would not have such a benevolent attitude about Georgiana. Probably not. <laughs> Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, listeners. It's been it's been fun today. We're going to be back tomorrow with a with a non secular podcast. I'm not sure exactly the topic yet. It sounds like to me that that it's it's that whatever it is will be lively. If you're lively and exciting. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Glenn. Bye. Bye.